Hello and welcome to DMN's 101 Podcast. I'm your host, Marjorie Reminds Sanabria, the Special Projects Editor, and I'm joined today by Nina Giordano. She is the Social Media Manager for Panasonic North America and has close to a decade of social media experience. And we're here today to talk about social media in terms of health for a brand. So thank you so much for joining me, Nina. Thank you so much, Marjorie. I'm really excited to be on the show. All right, awesome. So let's get right to it. So where did you start with your interest in social media? How did that come up for you? So um, my younger cousins and a lot of Gen Z users grew up with Instagram, TikTok, similar platforms, while the platforms that you and I are familiar with, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, were really already fully established. Um, I kind of grew up with social media when it was really new. So in 2008, I was really, uh, my senior year of high school, I was actually invited to Facebook by a friend. And at that time, you had to be um, invited and they had just opened up Facebook to people outside of college students. So that was a huge, huge um, opportunity. Um, In 2009, that was when I really got onto Twitter. And I actually pulled up my first tweet here um, (laughs) for the interview. April 10th, 2009, 12.04 a.m., surfing the net with her cat. So as you could tell, right, I didn't really fully understand what the platform was or how it worked. (laughs) Are you still a late-night tweeter? Sometimes, yes. Um, It depends on on my mood and what's going on. Um, But Twitter was, you know, very, very new at that time, and I hadn't really understood, you know, how it worked, let alone what a hashtag was or how that functioned. Um, In 2011, it was when I was in college and I had joined LinkedIn, one of my journalism professors suggested, you know, creating an an account to develop that professional network, which is really important. Um, And I really wanted to leverage my communication degree and my journalism and video experience in a new way. So I was approaching my senior year at the University of Scranton. And I had told my parents that I wanted to work in social media. And of course, you know, they're baby boomers. They didn't really understand what social media was or how it worked. So they laughed at me thinking, oh, you won't find a job in social media. Just it's something that'll go away and, you know, maybe it'll just be a fad and, and that'll be it. What do they want you to do? I, um, well, <laughs> they were really open to anything as long as it was something that I was passionate about, but I'd always been a writer. So I'd written creatively, I'd written poetry, short stories, you know, things of that nature. And I really wanted to be a journalist. So I went to school for journalism and I went and declared and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And one of my professors said, well, you know, do you want to write obituaries for three years before they put you on a beat? And I was like, well, not really. So Then when social media was really up and coming, I was like, oh, you know, I can pivot in this direction, which was a really cool opportunity. So every time I have a new venture or a new cool project, I kind of slightly remind my parents that, you know, they were like, social media, you're not going to get a job there. And we laugh about it now. So it's a a good memory. That's good that they have a good sense of humor about it. (laughs) So from the beginning, um, you've been mostly focused on the operations side of editorial social media. And... How does that shape your perspective of social media, especially when it comes to marketing? So social media operations is really new to me. Um, It was a great opportunity for me to gain knowledge about how operations work in the realm of social media. It wasn't really anything I'd thought about previously. Um, 
you know, I learned with my experiences in a regulated industry that, you know, you need them, you need operational focused people and operationally minded people in those regulated industries because there's a strong need for governance and risk management when it mm-hmm. comes to maintaining your brand. Mm-hmm. And really having the opportunity to go under the hood and build that operational foundation of how social media brand functions um, is really, really cool. So it to me, it seemed really valuable and it really pushed me to think about things in a different kind of way. And it also kept me really organized. Um, it's a great way to keep you know, maintain alignment with your teammates and also collaborating with partners internally and externally. Um, when it comes to, you know, tactical ways to support your business goals and your brand, you know, it's, um, it's really good to develop templates or spreadsheets and really have a, a straightforward kind of organized way that you're going to be managing all this content. So ways that it helps me personally is um, you know a color-coded sheet. You have filters. There's you know a two-letter tag for each platform. Like Twitter is blue, Facebook is orange, Instagram is purple, and you can filter through everything. I've also developed some character counts within Excel and some conditional formatting, so that if you're over 280 characters on a tweet, the sheet will let you know, and then you can modify your copy accordingly. That's a good way to keep yourself on track to make sure that you're hitting those you know, specifications. For sure. And it's also a great way to identify content gaps within your calendar overall. Um, Another way to optimize, you know, your brand from an operational side is creating, you know, cross-functional processes. Um, You know, what happens if you're dealing with a crisis? How do you, what if you have to remove a post? Who do you reach out to? Who makes the final decision? Those kinds of things. And, in my experience of networking and collaborating with other leaders in the social media space, it's really cool to trade notes and kind of share tips on um, how we approach different things. And I've always heard a lot of positive things that you know people have told me, and they've gained a lot of insight and have become more efficient after implementing those kinds of examples. So you know, segueing into my next question, you know, in terms of what you had said is so important in terms of going under the hood and building that infrastructure. How does that impact the brand health of an organization? I think social media plays a really big part in brand health. Um, nowadays, you know, everybody is moving all the time. Attention spans are really short. Social media is in real time all the time. You know, it's like a, a pulse, right? It doesn't stop. It's something that's never ending. And that's really important to brand health because you need to kind of check up on yourself and say, is the content we're sharing valuable? Are we delivering content that's engaging? Um, Where's our audience going? What are they interested in, right? This is a really big play in in social listening and leveraging those social listening tools. Um, You know, being able to identify content that's doing well and capitalizing on that to drive more engagements and really place yourself as a thought leader in that space. Um, brand health is, you know, also good for crisis management, right? How does how do you leverage your social media platforms to deal with a crisis? Are you tweeting out to um, um, a platform to, you know, alleviate some kind of stress, or are you pulling the plug and saying, no, we're not going to post anything about this certain situation for an X amount of time? Those are things to consider. Um, and actually, I have a little bit of a story here. When it comes to brand health, Panasonic North America is 
undergoing a huge, huge, huge transformation. Um, question for you, Marjorie. When you think of Panasonic, what comes to mind? Something that's battery operated. Okay. A lot of people would say, you know, televisions, we were really big in the, in the TV um, space for a while. But right now, with this transformation, all of um, all the consumer products is, is, or that we do really is a, a minimal part of our strategy. So right now, more than 95% of our revenue comes from B2B. So we're moving from a consumer kind of approach to a product and, and solutions kind of approach where we're working with other companies to solve the problems that they have day to day and we're providing that technology. Um, so it's a massive shift in our audience, in our content, in our language, what kind of messaging we're putting out there, what kind of assets that we're leveraging. Is it video? Is it images? Other things like that. Case studies, um, blog posts, and other types of content. It takes a lot of work, but it is possible with the right team and the right strategy. And social media also plays a big role in these transformations. You know, you have the opportunity to test out new messaging, deliver new valuable content, seeing what works and what doesn't work, um, identifying influencers to help you bring new followers into your space. And that kind of transparency really supports brand health. So you, you're doing social media for a really big company, Panasonic North America. So what is it like to craft messaging on that big of a stage? You know, being behind the, the computer screen for Panasonic North America has been a really great opportunity and a true privilege. Um, it's a really great opportunity for me to learn more about B2B marketing and how social media plays a role in B2B marketing. Um, right now, according to Pew Research, they did a study last April, Millennials are 35% of the workforce. So there's a lot of people who are coming up that are going to be making those B2B decisions. And that's why we're working to um, restructure our brand and really target those decision makers in the millennial age group. I think it's increasingly important to use social media as a tool and also a vehicle for growth. Um, one thing that I really enjoy doing is um, you know meeting new people and hearing their stories within the company, and it's really cool to go home and tell my friends and family, you know, this is my job. You know, whether it's introducing a new CEO or heading out to Reno, Nevada, to meet with Abby, who's a female engineer, and she you know leads a team at our Gigafactory, and she's just so passionate about electric vehicles. It's really cool to span the company and kind of collect those stories both up and down the ladder and also across all of our business units within the company and share them on such a cool platform. I want to come back to what you had said earlier about millennials making up 35% of the workforce. Mm -hmm. So as you're continuing to craft these messages and engage these stakeholders and meet these new people and engage with these new influencers, how do you see this engaging this young, digitally native audience when it comes to making these B2B decisions? It's really about showcasing our skill and our passion and also our knowledge. Panasonic has been around for over 100 years. So being able to continue that legacy for another 100 years is really cool. And we're going to basically redesign the um, 
the, the look and feel of the brand and say, hey, you know, we know that you guys are making these decisions and these are why our products are, are great for your company. You know, this is why you want to have this certain um, projector in your event that you're doing, or this is why you want to get a tough book laptop, whether it's law enforcement or government services or things like that. And being able to say, hey, you know, we're speaking the same language that you are is really great. So you're making a name for yourself in the social media space, you know, and you'll probably continue to do well. And, you know, you're, you're re-examining in your role aspects of corporate communication. So in the next five or ten years, where do you see social for big corporations going? So I'd love to see brands that are just becoming more human overall. I think Chexnex and Moonpie are a really good example of that. Moonpie yes. has really blown up on Twitter and it's really making an impact. And I think what Chexnex is doing on Instagram is really great. Um, they're you know, using memes, they're using polls, they're you know, leveraging a lot of the features within these platforms to engage their audience. I think you know, having a very personal voice and a more casual voice is important, but it might not be the best fit for every brand. So that's also something else to keep in mind. Um, you know, authenticity is key and being able to present yourself and all that you have to offer in an engaging and creative way is something that's important. Um, you know, whether you're using memes or, or, or GIFs, right, you have to be visual regardless if you're a B2C company, a B2B company, or a nonprofit. Messaging now is just so much more quickly and easily digested because the environment that we're in now is nonstop, right, between social feeds, timelines short attention spans, and even algorithms, social media managers and brands have to fight against all those things to figure out how their content is going to be at the top of their feeds um, for their followers. And I also kind of expect more with customer service. I think there's a lot of opportunity in using social media as a customer service tool. Like JetBlue and like other airlines. Yeah, so a lot of people are, are on the move, and frankly, you know, they don't have the time to, to wait on hold. And when they have the opportunity to send a tweet out within two minutes and get that instant response, it really solidifies the importance of social media as a customer service tool. I have a few personal examples. I tweeted to Bose because one of my, you know, over-the-ear headphones had had been broken, and I was like, you know what, I'll just tweet to Bose and see if maybe I can get a replacement or something. And they ended up sending me a better pair for free. No problem, right? No questions asked. And I was like, cool, that's great. It's a great CX, great customer experience. Exactly. So now I can tell my friends and my family, oh, you know, I tweeted to Bose and they sent me these great new headphones. I just had to send my old ones in and there was no problem, right? Um, actually, I do have a story from United. I did a lot of traveling um, the past few years and for some reason, I always end up on a plane with like a weirdly shaped object or like piece of artwork. So I tweet to United and I say, hey, you know, I have a backpack, um, which I know is like my personal item or my carry-on item. Can I bring this with me? And within minutes, they say, yeah, that's fine as long as it fits under your seat, right? Or, you know, check in with our customer service desk when you're at the gate. So it, it makes it really easy and being able to communicate with those brands in real time is, is really helpful. All right, well, thanks so much for stopping by and you know sharing with, with us your social media wisdom. Um, again, that was Nina Giordano, who is the social media manager for Panasonic North America. Thanks for listening. I'm Marjorie Remind Sanabria, your host at DMN. Until next time.